This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back with Gene and Grumpy Chris. <laughs> it's a legend, my friend. In fact, we can have a picture of you, a cartoon. I know Red Pill Junkie is working on caricatures for you and I. <laughs> And maybe we can have one caricature of you with a grumpy look on your face. Not like the one I see right now, your avatar on Skype. You're smiling. You know, this is after visiting your girlfriend, so we got the smile. No, I'm a bachelor now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's all right. Let me tell you, relationships are difficult. Well, it's... Drama is something that I break out in hives, and, and no calamine lotion can help. And just, you know, family drama, especially not your family, <laughs> uh, is just, I don't know, it's just not my cup of tea. I can tell you stories about family drama. I think you've heard about some of it, and I won't mention it on the air. I do want to mention, just very briefly, our guest last week, Stanton Friedman. The thing that bothers me about Stan, and I know you feel the same way, is that he's come to a point where basically it's just playing back a cassette tape machine. And the reason I say cassette tape machine is because, you know, he was around when they had cassette tapes. He was around when they had phonograph records. I don't think the Edison cylinder, though. Yeah, he's, he's an um, analog man. He's an analog guy. So he has this spiel that he repeats. But then, of course, Chris and I would ask him questions to upset the programming. So, for example, when I raise the concerns about radiation in and around Roswell, if it's a spaceship, did they check for radiation? What about the possibility of alien microbes? And he dismissed that completely. Well, if you've got alien beings that you've recovered, the crew of a spaceship that came here from another planet, you don't think that they should be checking for the possibility that these creatures might have microbes that can harm us yeah yeah he really never even really addressed those potential issues he just kind of likes oh, all that you know he just sort of dismissed it off out of hand i was a little surprised but well he's doing what he charges the skeptics with doing which is to just dismiss something out of hand when the information might not be something they wish to confront but you have to confront those issues i mean we have people here who are touching Alien spacecraft, Aztec, didn't somebody take something and hit one of the portholes with some kind of stick or something and then opens Yeah, yeah the they were ship? trying to open the door. <laughs> right, so they're touching this thing. Yeah. And then we have Jesse Marcel brings the wreckage of a possible spaceship well, home to For his to son his. to play with. For his son to play with the wreckage. Mike as well gets some radiation poisoning. Hmm. From that material. The only reason you do that is because you know what you're bringing back. Yeah. It, it's, there's a lot of 
nuances like that about that case and others that, you know, people just don't, it doesn't really register, I think, in, in some people's minds uh, that there would be in place, one would think, a very sophisticated and very regimented policy or, or some sort of, you know, conditional awareness that is brought to a situation where there's, you know, I would, I would think pretty stringent protocols in place to deal with something exotic like that. And, you know, like I mentioned on the air, I mean, we quarantined the Apollo astronauts. I think the first three Apollos, when those guys were, you know, in hermetically sealed environments for a week or so, if I remember correctly, I, I'm not exactly sure what the time period was, but, uh, yeah, you get all the way back from the moon and then you have to sit there in a, you know, in a negative pressure environment and, I guess you'd kind of feel like a goldfish. <laughs> All these people looking in at you. and Oh, well, you know, what can you do? Well, then you're treated like a specimen. They want to make sure you're not developing the creeping rot or something from the moon or whatever it is. That's understandable. But what is not understandable is the Roswell thing. Now, understand that this may have been the first time something like this happened, assuming it was the crash of a spaceship. So the protocols were not fully in place. I understand that, but there had to be some level of caution. This is the best of the best, the military elite at Roswell. They'd know this, wouldn't they? Oh, you would think. But again, it's the government, so you can't assume anything. <laughs> right. Remember, if everything is being done by the lowest bidder, don't expect anything in the sense of quality there. Because that might be the truth about the spaceships. The other thing that bothers me is the claim that the Roswell craft was brought down by our radar. You know, radar's got to be a pretty primitive thing to a race of beings who may be hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us. You know, it's not like, say, in War of the Worlds, E.T. is brought down because he contracts a fatal disease from our microbes. Do you remember the, how the story works? I'm thinking of the movies, not so much the book, but the same concept. Look at the movies, the two versions, the one back in, what, the 60s and the one with Tom Cruise. The aliens get a cold. And because the aliens get a cold, they die. Of course, you'd think the aliens would have been smart enough to guard against that, but then we had stupid aliens. But don't assume that the troops at Roswell, New Mexico, were stupid. I would think they were anything but, and if anything really landed that was alien, they would have done all sorts of things that apparently were not done. And these are the things that are being glossed over by people like Stanton Friedman. It bothers me. You know, you have to admit you're wrong, folks. I don't assume that everything I knew when I was 25 years old is true. No. You know, maybe 99%. Yeah. Well... I have a little announcement to make about my upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah. When this. our listeners hear this show, you're going to be in Joshua Tree, California. Yep. I'm taking the plunge to chaos in the desert. And it's good because uh, the two days I'm going to be gone, the temperature is going to spike in Camp, Camp Verde here, uh, seven, uh, 107 to 109 degrees. So <laughs> I'm out of the pan into the fire, I guess. It'll probably be... Well, definitely in triple digits in Joshua Tree, but not going to be quite as hot as it's going to be here this weekend. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, well. So anyway, my plan is to bring a video camera and kind of do a gonzo uh, journalist uh, approach, sort of fear and loathing in Joshua Tree and and capture some of the color and some of the hoopla and, and some of the uh, uh, stories that I've heard, you know, over the past couple, three years um, of really deficient uh, facilities, uh, outrageously priced food. I want to get a real good visual sense of, uh, of the event, put together a nice little piece and uh, put it on Paracast Plus. Okay, but the only way for you to see that is to join Paracast Plus. Now, we also offer the After the Paracast podcast. We give you this show with better quality audio, commercial free. All right? And to find out more about it, go to plus.theparacast.com. P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. There it is. We're welcoming back today, by the way, Walter Bosley, and he's a former agent, and he has written an interesting book that came out a short while ago called Origin, the 19th Century Emergence of the 20th Century Breakaway Civilizations. And he's kind of going against the meme, which is that the breakaway civilization was more recent. Maybe the Nazis disappeared or something happened during World War II. He's talking about something going back, I guess now, 150 or 200 years. We're going to get the details of that with Walter Bosley. And he's waiting in the wings or in his living room or somewhere. The green room. (laughs) The green room. Boy, we're hitting the big time. We have a green room. No, we don't. A virtual green room. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm 54 years of age, and at Christmas time last year, a resident I take care of at work accidentally rolled over my right foot with his motorized scooter. I was back into a corner, and he put it in reverse and did it again. The bones in my foot weren't actually broken, but damage was done. The remedy was to just let the foot heal on its own, and this was expected to take many weeks. As a caregiver, I do a lot of walking, and I was sort of okay when I was in motion. It's when I stopped to rest that I really felt the pain. The pain was there getting out of bed in the morning, too. So I got on the One World Way a few weeks back, and I just had to write this testimony. No more pain. Nothing. I can only attribute this to the One World Way since I haven't introduced anything else into my life. Which product is a true godsend. It gives me energy and did whatever magic this stuff does to heal my poor foot. 
I will take one world way for life. Sincerely, Holly. Call 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworldwhey.com. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of easy riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the Conservative Investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I should point out, ladies and gentlemen, that Walter Bosley changed his Skype identity. Now, we understand he's a former intelligence operative. So are they trying to find you on Skype? Is that what's going on? No, I just have, in the past, I've had a hell of a time making Skype work on old computers. So the way I remedied it was I would just create a new profile just to log on fresh. So nothing spooky about it, just my ineptitude. Well, nothing spooky for a spook, right? That's right. Oh, of course not. Of course not. But I have this new laptop that I got uh, in December, and it just Skype works beautifully on it. So I think that the problem with Skype is when Microsoft bought the company, mm-hmm. they messed it up. Microsoft doesn't do well with companies. At one time, Nokia was the world's best smartphone before the mm-hmm. iPhone came around. Mm-hmm. The iPhone was killing it in the market. So Microsoft buys the mobile division of Nokia. Mm-hmm. for like $7.5 billion. Mm-hmm. And they've just been firing people right and left. If you live in Finland, one of the big employers was once Nokia. But Microsoft yeah. has been busy firing them. I remember in the years that I was traveling um, internationally a lot, 
between 2000 and 2006, you know, we would use um, cell phones, you know, I'd get a, a cell phone on each trip. And Nokia was the one. I mean, it was everywhere and everybody had one. And, you know, I'm just wondering, are they still that big or have they faded since Microsoft took over? Well, right now, the market share of Nokia is probably 1% or 1.5%. 97% of smartphones are either iPhones or Android. Oh, boy. And the big market penetration for Android is the cheap stuff. Apple is the mid to higher tier. Mm-hmm. And the rest is Microsoft with Nokia, BlackBerry. Nobody has a BlackBerry anymore. Do you remember? You must know. Everybody in the early 2000s had Blackberries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now yep. they're about kaput. I mean, they have great technology. Their messaging technology is really good. Right. Well, you know, it's it's also interesting you'd mentioned that with Android having such a big market share in smartphones. Now, let's think about the Lucasfilm connection to Android. Does that mean now that Disney is uh, uh logged in to uh to that market share of uh the smartphone business? Well, the thing here is Google is selling you. 90% of their income comes from targeted ads. Uh-huh. So they build profiles of all the customers, sell them to advertisers, mm-hmm. and that's their product. They're not making money from Android. Actually, Android was a private company, a small startup, developing uh-huh. mobile phone technology, mm-hmm. and they bought up the company. And they were going to design a smartphone that fit the standard of the time, which was BlackBerry with the physical keyboard. Mm-hmm. The iPhone came around, and then they changed their tune. And it's the same thing with Samsung, if you look at the lawsuit involving Samsung. Why are we talking about technology? I have no idea. I want to ask you something about Roswell because of your father's connection. Okay. This is something that bothers me. And I tried asking this question of Stanton Friedman last Mm -hmm. week. And I've mentioned I like Stanton. I've known the guy for like 30 or 40 years. And he's a great guy. And I think he's 100% sincere in everything he does. But these days, it's like playing back an old tape cassette when you ask him a question. He just repeats his standard answers. So I said, okay, you have the possibility of a crashed spaceship near Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You have the best of the best of the military out there. Didn't they take radiation readings of that craft? What about looking for alien microbes if they're recovering living beings? Isn't that the first thing? I was thinking, of course, of War of the Worlds, where how are the aliens defeated? They catch colds. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you do that? And I asked him this question, and he just brushes it aside. Yes, isn't that interesting? It might It might simply be that, you know, we can assume that they would. And, yeah, that's something that you would assume that they would do. And uh, perhaps, you know, Stanton and others, um, whatever, tepid or whatever lack of interest response to that is, it's something you would assume they would do. And it's, you know, just one of the details. Uh, However, I think that it's the kind of detail that would, um, you know, provide a lot of data, you know, and a potential answer. So you would think that that would be, um, you know, one line of pursuit. 
particularly for the ET hypothesis. But maybe it's inconvenient that it doesn't seem to be available as a line of pursuit. So, Well, legitimately, then, we have to ask all these questions like, you know, Jesse Marcel Sr. bringing home part of the wreckage to his family to play with. That shows the utmost in carelessness. How do you do that unless you knew what that material was and that it was safe? And the only way for it to be safe would be a conventional object or a balloon or something. Well, good point. Good point. I mean, are you going to bring it home, you know, and expose your your wife and child or, or anybody to that? You know, and it was 1947, so it's not like, you know, these guys weren't aware of the dangers of uh, radiation, right? So um, that that's a very good question. Why would why would someone bring that material, you know, um, into their home environment if it wasn't safe? So that right there, that as you point out, that might be the evidence that it was done, and uh, there was no radiation. So. Well, that indicates they knew what it was. It could be a test aircraft. It could be a balloon. It could be what sent by the breakaway civilization or something. Yeah, that that's that's a very good point. You're right. That might be an indicator of uh, absolutely that they knew what it was. Um, but did Marcel know? Um, you know that that's the whole question. How much did he know? What did he know? How much of it? was him you know wanting to wow the kid but i i think you know people have explored that uh that idea enough and um it's been determined that he was very sincere in what he was you know telling his son uh, based on what we know what we can know about it so maybe he didn't know exactly what it was but maybe someone higher up the line um did which you know i'm in that camp i think they they certainly did know who it was, what the source was. We talked about this a long time ago. I'm going to ask you in our next segment, your dad's Roswell Mm -hmm. connection. Just briefly, Mm -hmm. then I want to get into your book. Okay. Let's do that in our next segment. We've got Walter Bosley, and the book that we're going to be talking about is Origin, the 19th Century Emergence of the 20th century breakaway civilizations. But first, let's wrap this up, especially in light of Stanton Friedman and his efforts to avoid the issue last week. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937.
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. The following is an incredible, life-changing free offer for anyone with hearing problems who wants to start hearing everything more clearly again. We're now offering free in-home trials of a revolutionary hearing breakthrough called Listen Clear to anyone who calls this special toll-free number now. 1-800-957-9364. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear is precisely designed by top audio engineers. It adjusts to let you find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And ListenClear is so invisible, people may not even know you're wearing it. And it's so lightweight, you may even forget you're wearing it too. Don't miss this special life-changing opportunity to hear everything more clearly again for free with a 100% free in-home trial, free shipping, and even free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-957-9364. That's 1-800-957-9364. 1-800-957-9364. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So we're back with Walter Bosley coping with a recalcitrant Skype connection and issues <laughs> that poor Walter had with his computer. 
Yeah, just, just as I finished saying that I have a brand new computer uh, virtually and Skype works beautifully on it, you know, um, what are we to think of that? <laughs> well, this was something you got from the Home Shopping Network, right? Yeah, it was a gift. And I increasingly have learned that, um, you know, when you go buy a laptop from Best Buy or somewhere else, there's some basics that are already ready to go. And I'm learning this particular one off HSN. There's so many basics that I'm having to activate. And I too often find out that I need to activate them when I'm in the middle of using one of the applications. And suddenly it... uh, shuts down on me. So this one apparently is the sound card. But um, I think the update they did when I restarted seemed to fix the problem. There is always a Windows update. What bothers me is that Microsoft is out there tricking Mm. people to upgrade to Windows 10. Mm -hmm. And they've even got, I'll just mention this because we have people who use Windows computers on this show and my technology show. They have a trick now where you click an X in a dialogue Mm-hmm. which normally is to dismiss, like to close mm-hmm. a box, yep. dismiss it, it triggers the Windows 10 update. Get oh, a load of that. Itchy. Yeah. Watch out, folks. I mean, I'm not saying Windows 10 is bad, but if you're offered Windows 10, do it on your own terms. Don't let Microsoft trick you. That's it. Let's get back into Roswell. Your dad, what uh-huh. was his connection to Roswell? A briefing. When he was in the Air Force in the late 50s, He was working in really the early days of the Mercury program. His unit at former George Air Force Base up here in Hesperia, California, the high desert, his unit, a physiological training unit, was the unit that was selected to do the ground testing in altitude chambers for the Mercury space suit, the pressure suit, the famous silver one that you recall from the movie, The Right Stuff. And so he had a clearance that was pretty high because... He was working on issues directly related to America's space program. He had been back east in Alabama at Gunner Air Force Base, involved in training pilots and and briefing Air Force personnel on matters related, when he and a couple other guys from his unit were sent to Texas, got on a plane to head to Texas to one of the bases there for some other briefing issue. Somewhere over Louisiana, the airplane made a northward banking turn. An officer came out of the um, forward cabin and explained to them that they were not going to Texas. They were going to Wright-Patterson in Ohio. Once they got there, he says they were briefed in on what happened in Roswell, you know, roughly 10 or 11 years prior. From there, he and the two guys from his unit were then sent out to Arizona, a specific location. All I know is it was in the vicinity of Winslow, an underground location where they were part of the retrieval of the pilot's crew or whatever of another crash, which he was told, um, and this is what he told me, what he was told is that it was a (laughs) essentially a hidden civilization here on Earth, in the underground, and that that's what Roswell had been. It was the people from the underground. He was told it had happened again. They were shown one of the bodies or the body that was being stored at Wright Pat. You know, there it is. For what it's worth, um, he was very sincere telling this story. How old were you when he told you this story? He started 
talking about this issue in the mid-70s, prior to that first Roswell book by um, Bill Moore, a couple of years prior, three or four years prior. And, uh, you know, over the years, he would tell, you know, me a little bit more about it. But I learned the most about it after I was already working for the, the government myself. And he was sick in 92. He had, my dad had a heart transplant in the early 90s. And before that, when a blood clot had put him in the hospital, he was heavily sedated and was, you know, gibbering about stuff. And um, he was talking about, you know, things related to this underground experience. And um, I thought, whoa, what's he talking about here? And I learned from my mentor who had spent, who died recently, by the way, um, who spent, you know, 44 years in the intelligence community himself and was the guy that brought me in and kind of opened the doors and made my career happen. Um, You know, he informed me to a degree of uh, what my dad was talking about. And, you know, over the years, I uh, talked to him more about it. And, And I will say that even though he told me this story over several years, it remained consistent. Um, even if he gave me, you know, more info as the years went on, it was never, it, it, it was never in that vein of contradicting anything he had said in the past. Um, of course, people ask me, well, do you believe it? Do you think that? But, well, I, I'll tell you, th- this is the first public uh, mention I made of this, but my new book that I'm writing is about what my dad told me. For the first time, I'm really diving into that to analyze it and present, you know, more details, as many details as I can get on it and, and what I think about that. Well, I, I'm really interested in um, how much we know about this particular underground civilization or how much you're privy to. <laughs> I have an interesting case of a a very, very reliable source uh, that was attached to the expanding the Los Alamos lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, underground was actually an underground demolition expert, and his his team broke into what he described as a ancient antediluvian tunnel system that mm-hmm. was obviously ten twelve thousand years old and obviously right. manufactured, and uh, it went quite a distance. And uh, they literally went as far as they could before they had to turn around so they could get back uh, by the end of their shift. And right. of course, they were told not to say anything about it. The team was sure. broken up and. His particular new assignment was uh, digging a uh, tunnel from the lab up to the Dulce area, uh, which I've always found very compelling. And and again, this comes from a source. Uh, his son was a, a postmaster for the lab uh, mm-hmm. for many years. So I'm just wondering, what is the extent of our knowledge about this civilization? Um how close uh, genetically are they to humans? Uh, did they develop separately? How far down do they go? Do they go into the Earth's mantle? I mean, what what was he able to uh, divulge to you about the actual um, makeup of, of these beings and, and the level of their technology? What my dad told me, based on what he says he was briefed in and what he was told, um, uh, And this was backed up by my mentor, I'll add. Uh, In fact, I I got two different pieces of information here that I'll go into, you know, a set from my dad and and then a set from my mentor. What my dad was uh, shown and told is that they're they're basically us. They're they're 
human beings who, you know, around, again, there's that number, 10 to 12,000 years ago, they went underground during a surface cataclysm. Well, you know, a lot has been written about that and discussed about that. Well, that and sounds like Deiros and Tiros. It sounds like it, yeah. It sounds like it. I, I, I didn't want to venture into shaver territory, but um, I am in the book. Uh, but uh, he says that they're, you know, they're human beings that went underground and stayed there and their civilization developed separate from ours and that he was told that they really want little to nothing to do with us. It's just that um, they came to us because I guess the, the experience with the Roswell thing, whatever the details actually were, that according to my dad, what he was briefed in on, what he says he was briefed in on, they came to us for help to find their pilot or their crew in this late 50s crash in eastern Arizona. Now, what my mentor... Now, uh, I'm going to stop it here and, and yeah. we'll go on to the rest of the answer. We've got mm -hmm. more to come. We're exploring breakaway civilizations. What were they? What are they doing today? Right now, the early days, the Roswell connection with Walter Bosley and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com.
So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right. I didn't mean to interrupt you That's for okay. a break, but them's the laws. You got to do those things. So Now, what my uncle, one of the things he told me that uh, has been very interesting to me over the years, and in the early, late 80s, early 90s, I think it was the, it was the early 90s because I, I was in New York, so it had to have been sometime around 90, 91. He told me that there had been another uh, chamber at Carlsbad in New Mexico that had been discovered that they had not divulged yet. He said that this, and it, and it was huge, it, it was much bigger than the big one that the tourists would be shown. And he told me that this had been uh, explored, gone, discovered, I guess, in the uh, sometime during the 50s. And one second, please, Walter. Your uh, uncle this time, what was his connection to what your father was doing? You mean direct connection? Or is this something where he's relating what your father might have told him? No, no, no. This is my uncle had been in the army. He went into the army in the 50s. He was special forces. He was 101st Airborne. He was brought into the intelligence community um, early in his army career. And I believe in the late 50s, he would have been um, 
still mostly attached to the army, but doing intelligence work. There's some things about his career I can't really divulge, but you can, you know, people can do some math and, you know, figure out, you know, the basics. But uh, he was aware of the details of my dad's career and he, he would tell me a little bit and he would encourage me um, later in my dad's life to get him to tell me more about it because by that time I had a clearance that, you know, I could talk to him about these things if he, if he chose to. But um, anyway, going back to the, um, what my, what my uncle told me about Carlsbad, and this was in the early nineties that they had discovered this chamber that was, again, it was huge and it was bigger than, the big one that they would sh- they had been showing tourists for years, but they had kept it classified. Among the things they found in there were relics of some past civilization, and he, he stated that in, in a general way, other than a particular piece of technology that had to do with a pair of um, spectacles. Before I get into that or before you ask about that, let me finish the thing about the cavern. It was – a few years after he told me about this other chamber at Carlsbad that the Department of the Interior actually revealed that and said, oh, this has been, you know, recently discovered. Well, he had told me that it had been discovered in the 50s. When I talked to him about it again, he said, yeah, they've known about that for a lot longer than uh, they're letting on. And you can you know, you can find this. I, I, I could I could dig it up and send you the link even to the uh, article on when they came public with this huge chamber. So that I offer that as kind of a corroboration of at least, you know, uh, part of the story that my uncle had told me in the early 90s before DOI revealed this. Well, in light of that, I think it's interesting that isn't that where the whip side is that they're taking all the nuclear waste uh from the national labs in New Mexico and, and trucking it down there and and storing it underground. I doubt they'd be doing it at Carlsbad just simply because of the you know the tourism aspect of it. But uh, in well, other it's places, down there yes. in that cave complex somewhere. The website. Really? Oh, I'm I'm not familiar with that particular site. Wow. <laughs> I, I wow that kind of surprises me that they would. Uh, but then again, hey, <laughs> this is why we have the Paracast, right? We try to figure out what other people can't figure out. But let's go back in time. Uh-huh. Supposedly, humans, mm-hmm. what, 10, 12,000, 13,000 years ago, uh-huh. retreated into these caves. Why? Because the surface was deadly at that time. There was a, a, well, some was cataclysmic events going on. <laughs> yeah, the water, you know, the flooding, uh, all sorts of stuff. They, they had to for survival. Okay, so that takes us back to the Shaver story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's the core of the Shaver story. Oh yeah, and and don't get me wrong. Like I said, I I in fact I was just reading a bunch of Shaver material last night because, like I said in the new book, um, I have to look at this. I have to examine it. I have to cover it. You know, any examination of what we're talking about here, you have to look at the Shaver material. And what's interesting is, since you bring it up, is um, you know he did an interview in which he stated that. You know, he he admitted what Palmer and he said that he and Palmer were good friends and and you know remain so, but Palmer had sensationalized the stuff, of course, and and kind of presented it in a way that he had not intended. So yeah, you would have to think that there's some type of core or nugget 
of whatever the truth might be that um, Shaver was uh, operating on. Uh, now, supposedly, Shaver claims that when he finally admitted the fact that he was railroaded into a mental institution for a number of years. Mm-hmm. That's part of the story. Right, yeah. In fact, uh, he was uh, in mental institutions a couple of times in his life. Understand here, as you probably know, and our listeners know because I've mentioned it, that my first wife, Geneva, and I knew Shaver fairly well. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We, I wasn't aware of that. I interviewed him for my magazine in the early 1970s. He had a cottage in Summit, Arkansas, a beautiful cottage where he and his wife lived. Mm-hmm. And I think he died in his late 60s or something. Mm-hmm. But he had this very slight sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And you got an indication about that where I was asking him a question, well, what are you going to do next? That was my question, roughly speaking, the final question of the interview. He said, I'm just going to get a cigarette. <laughs> oh, I love it. I also had met Ray Palmer once in the 60s, talked to him on the phone four or five times after that. And he died in the latter part of the 70s. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew them. I knew people who knew Palmer, like Otto Binder, who was a famous science fiction writer and comic book writer. You know, he wrote mm-hmm. for the original Shazam, Captain Marvel. He created or co-created Supergirl, that kind of thing. I've mentioned it on the show before. But I found Palmer and Shaver, especially Palmer, to be a fascinating character. Unfortunately, Shaver never really wrote that true autobiography. He was prolific as hell Mm -hmm. over the years. I mean, you write him and you get pages and pages of material. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, based on what you're saying, you're playing the same game here that Shaver was playing. You both tapped into the same thing. But these beings who went underground... There's still Is that the breakaway civilization? Because your book Origins talks about something from the 19th century. So is that the same thing or two separate It's episodes? a separate thing. The uh, breakaway civilizations of my book Origin, the 19th century uh, breakaways, are two different th- – those are different things from this lost ancient civilization. Now, um, the lost – technology of the forgotten civilization, um, I think, is what these humans that went underground 10 to 12,000 years ago, I think this is what they got their hands on and continued to develop. Um, But as far as the two groups that emerged in the 19th century, those are surface groups. Those are, you know, of course, the German group and the American group, what I call, you know, the, the 1903, the American group. Um, they, they're, they're separate from this underground civilization. Now, the original underground civilization, mm-hmm. would we regard them as human today if we saw them? Yes. Um, based on my dad's description, uh, they're, they, they're us, essentially. They're they're us, just a group of us that went underground and stayed there, according and, to him. And probably have incredible spray uh, uh, tan technology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
be kind of pasty white, web fingered, have bulging eyes, kind of look like Spiegel <laughs> in uh, Lord of the Rings. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah um, he, he did say that uh, you know they had um, uh, their 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 other senses had been developed. Th- these people he encountered because of being down underneath there and the the issues with the vision, which doesn't match what some of the, uh, you know, the other lore says, which, you know, you get down there far enough and there's this whole central sun idea. But I'm more of, wow, I don't want to say an advocate of, but I lean towards the the vast habitable cavity theory as opposed to the traditional hollow earth ball theory. We'll get back more into the underworld, what's going on there, with Walter Bosley and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The best kept secret in the firearms business is CDNNSports.com. CDNN Sports is the largest firearms liquidator in the U.S. We've got optics, accessories, gun parts, magazines, ammunition, and more. Sign up for our email specials today for the best gun deals, period. You will also be entered to win a Winchester 101 field shotgun. Go to Charlie, Delta, November, NovemberSports.com. That's CDNNSports.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You notice how grumpy Chris takes on a under-earth aspect as we progress. <laughs> All right, they have heightened senses. Yeah. In what sense? Which is a uh, well, bad you know, pun. Think about it. Like, like, you know, a bats develop, you know, really good uh, sonar, sense of hearing, so to speak, you know, because vision is limited. So, 
the eyes aren't so uh, – and, and honestly, I do not know how this plays into here they have this technology and they're flying these things around. I mean I, I, I couldn't tell you how that plays into that. All I can say is what my dad told me. You know, uh, what, what's interesting about that technology is the description of what he said that the, the guy wielded. Um, he, he wielded a, a tube about a foot long, 12 or so inches long, this looked like just a tube, and he had pointed it at the guy, the Air Force guy standing next to my dad, and it essentially shut the man down. It killed him, but it was like he just flipped off the uh, neuro-electro impulses of the human body, and the guy just dropped dead on the ground beside him. And what's interesting is when you read like you know the shaver material and all this other material – the fiction that has been written in the Hollow Earth stories and stuff, they, they talk about that very thing, these tubes or these crystal things. And in my book, I'm exploring the fact that that did indeed exist in this literature. And I'm, I'll be analyzing, did my dad get this from that? Or, you know, is it something that is true and real? And the people who had written the fiction had you know some source or access to what was really down there you know yeah it's it's questions i'll be exploring you know that i i am right now in in my research now and i understand have- here a lot of the fantasy fiction mm-hmm. covered some of this one example is edgar rice burroughs who posited a civilization under the earth in his pellucidor stories but then mm-hmm. they would go through the holes of the poles which palmer Later grabbed and used for no. His actually, own. actually, in Burroughs, David Ines and Abner Perry, they did that that drilling machine, if you recall, that that moling thing. Because by the time Burroughs wrote um, those books, his first Pellucidar book, um, the polar explorers had already, you know, pretty much found and proven that there were no giant holes at the poles. So I remember the early books, and yeah. they went like a balloon or something to the inner earth from the holes at the poles. No, not not Burroughs because yes, his, absolutely. You no, read the first <laughs> first Pellucidor story. Look it up. I it was it was um, at the Earth's core, and they do a drilling machine. the The big drill is on the nose cone. Yeah, I think it was Jules Verne that had him going in a balloon, wasn't it? Yeah, in the that does sound like Verne. But uh, by the time by the time Burroughs was doing his, the polar exploration had already. Um, and I don't mean to be a pain in the butt about this and contradict, but I just got done um, researching this stuff and reminding myself and pulling out my old Burroughs books. So that's why it's fresh in my mind. Well, I know they tried to make movies from it, and they didn't come out too well. Right. Oh, the At the Earth's Core movie, the, the, it was, it's, it's just wonderfully god-awful. <laughs> you see, this is a problem. Other than Tarzan, which rarely covered the actual character the way he was portrayed in the book. Although I think there's a Tarzan remake now that tries to do it. Yeah. Now, rather than debate this any further, I did look it up. You know, Tarzan went to the Earth's core. In Tarzan at the Earth's core, he went to Pellucidor. And the way he got there was an airship constructed to penetrate Pellucidor via the natural polar opening connecting the outer and inner worlds. In other words, the holes at the poles. Let's drop it there, okay? All the stuff that Burroughs wrote, they did very badly with. They brought John Carter Mm -hmm. to a movie, Disney, 
but they mm. spent a lot of money in the special effects. It wasn't a bad movie, right. but the marketing, they had no clue. They had no clue how to sell this thing. And I think if they maybe pushed it a little better. Well, there's a whole. There's been a book written about the controversy, uh, potential scandal of what Disney did to that John Carter movie. Because when they were in the middle of development, going into production, Disney then buys Lucasfilm, and there was one particular executive who just really wanted this John Carter thing to go away. He was all turned on about now they own Star Wars, and he's more excited about Star Wars. And it's a whole. It's a whole thing. Um, I think the book is titled "The Gods of Mars," and it's. It's all about how Disney apparently tanked their own film. And then the irony is it turns out the year that it was released on DVD, it was the number one selling DVD movie of that year. So now there's even talk about maybe doing another John Carter film. But, uh, you know, finally, at last, when Burroughs is getting a, a big budget treatment, the darn studio screws it up and drops the ball. It seemed the way that John Carter went to Mars... Mm -hmm. It's very different in the book because it was almost like a remote viewing kind of thing where he's lying. His body is lying on Earth, but somehow he transports himself, his essence, to Mars, whereas in the movie they were using some kind of machine. You're right. In the film, there was some type of technology. It's been a while since I've seen the film. There was some medallion or something, wasn't it? Yeah, there was something like that. Whereas Gene's, you know, right in the book, it was all it was all mind power. He was able to send his physical self there. He wished to go to Mars. He wished himself Uh, to go to Mars. When you wish upon a planet. It was like he sent a facsimile. He faxed himself. Yeah. Well, when it comes to underground fantasy and stories, my favorite was always the uh, Torox Son of Stone, which one of our listeners sent me every issue of that comic book. I remember I just loved those comic books when I was a kid. Well, you know, and I've been looking for in the 70s when they putting Burroughs out was popular um, with all those Frazetta covers. And, you know, there was a series called Gore. You remember that? G-O-R is how it was spelled. But Gore was kind of a a combination. I don't want to call it a ripoff, but um, of Burroughs and uh, Robert E. Howard's Conan. There was all all that good stuff. And it just kind of. So the superhero was battling global warming. What? Oh, (laughs) wrong gore. (laughs) Oh, this gore was more of the, uh, you know, the Conan uh, John Carter mix, you could say. Scantily clad uh, native ladies on the covers and monsters, just, you know, just like the burrows. And the the hotter it gets, the more, more of the clothes come off, you know. That's right. That's right. That's what they say. Well, they had all these creatures running around loincloths and everything. He had this thing about everybody has loincloths john Uh carter and the people who went down to pellucidor and carson of venus i think that did the same thing there of course venus Mm -hmm. it was so hot your hair would boil but then you know what can i say that's what they tell us anyway (laughs) torak and his sidekick were in breech claws i remember yeah they they tell us venus is too hot to be there but do we really know It might be a complete mistake. You almost think when you read some of these Pulp Fiction stories that maybe Doc Savage had some relationship to a hidden place. Mm -hmm. They're making a movie, by the way, of Doc Savage featuring The Rock. 
Well, I, I hope that it happens because, you know, there's been talk of that off and on for a few years, and that could be really cool. So, neighbors, are you getting a little bit tired of pushing or tapping the fast-forward button when you listen to the PowerCast? Maybe you're not in favor of commercials. Well, we have a way of getting rid of them for subscribers of the PowerCast Plus. Just check out plus.thepowercast.com. That's plus.thepowercast.com. Here's how it works. You sign up. You get the special version of the show with higher resolution audio, free of the network ads. You also get the After the Powercast podcast, which is a special show for a half hour or an hour. And we feature extended interviews. We feature color commentary. We feature whatever occurs to us. That's what makes After the Powercast unique. And it's uncensored, by the way, neighbors. I won't get into any more of that. Uncensored. We also have show transcripts. We're going to start the classic episodes very shortly, commercial-free. Lots more to come. Plus.thepowercast.com. Plus.thepowercast.com. We'll cover Doc Savage and more with Walter Bosley and Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. There's nothing more enticing and intoxicating than the finest meat cooking on an open flame. Freeze-dried meat from NewHarvest.com is U.S. grown, 100% all-natural with no extra fillers. Just grass-fed beef and free-range chicken guaranteed to stay fresh and delicious. Add New Harvest freeze-dried meats to your current food storage. You'll buy direct from the factory, not a third party, ensuring the best price and the highest quality. See all our products at NewHarvestFoods.com. That's N-U-HarvestFoods.com.
If you have sleep apnea and you're tired of dragging around your big, bulky home CPAP device wherever you travel, what I'm about to tell you may sound too good to be true. ManyCPAP.com now offers a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Even better, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for a full 10 days. Call us now, 1-800-940-5473. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. For even more freedom, you can add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. It's true. You can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere, anytime you want. Call minicpap.com now for your 10-day in-home trial. 1-800-940-5473. That's 1-800-940-5473. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, The Rock as Doc Savage. Now, they say that because it was one of the early characters, Street and Smith Publications in the early 30s, that a lot of the ideas later crafted into Superman came from Doc Savage. Now, Street and Smith, by the way, also premiered the fictional character who influenced Batman, and that, of course, was the Shadow. Yes. Well, wouldn't it be Rock Savage? Wouldn't that be, get around some copyright issues, just call him Rock Savage? (laughs) Does he go by the Rock still, or is he Dwayne now and everything? He still goes by both. A credit says Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. But everybody calls him the Rock. It's not a Hollywood name, though, Dwayne. It's just, I don't know. (laughs) It just, it just doesn't. It, it were a wrestling uh, hero why, named it's Dwayne. Why he called him, it's why he called himself the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Doc Savage's real name was Clark Savage, and that's oh, where Clark uh, Kent came from. Oh, okay. Clark Savage okay. Jr. And when they created this superhero character, they made him Clark Kent in his civilian oh. life. I love tracing the influences of uh, popular literature and, and film and stuff. It, it, it's always fun to uh, I- examine that and, and watch the development of, you know, the later, you know, something crystallizes into, you know, the concept that that's the big success. Like, you know, Indiana Jones, of course, was the crystallization of a lot that came before that. And it's just, it's always fun to to see how that develops. Uh, a few years ago, a company did reprints of the old Street and Smith original publications of um, the Doc Savage stories. And they were available for a while, but now they are very hard to find. It's interesting, though, too, that when you research, say, Burroughs and his influences for Pellucidor, 
He mm-hmm. was looking into early literature about a hollow earth. Yes. A lot of times they took fact and they crafted their fiction from it. So this is yeah. something that's been going on for years and years about an under-earth mm-hmm. civilization. Exactly. With all sorts of strange capabilities. And when we get back to the Roswell thing, inevitably we're circling back to that. All right. Your father was told about the breakaway civilization. Therefore, the government knows who and what they are. He, he, he was told about the, the what I refer to as the lost civilization, the lost people, yeah. Okay, so the government knows what's going on here. Uh, but, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, in my opinion, it, it seems like they would... They would have to. It makes sense that they would. You know, look at all the underground. Uh, you know, this is part of the research on my new book. Also, I've really gotten into the, you know, looking at the uh, available information that's out there on the underground bases and stuff. You know, they've done so much down there, and then based on what my uncles told me, you know, yeah, of, of course they know about them. And um, so, do, uh, do you, Walter? Do you think there's a complete underground, uh, you know, transportation system? Um, that sort of thing that's uh, been suggested by some of the, you know, more conspiratorial Hollow Earth people. Uh, I uh, here's where I'm at right now. This has intrigued me for many years, and at heart, and and my gut tells I lean towards that camp that there's something here. There's something going on down there that you know we don't know about that would, you know, would amaze people now to the extent. That there is some global, uh, uh, you know, almost underground, uh, subterranean, you know, rail system. I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm convinced of that. Uh, now, that's beside the point that it's very possible. It, it appears possible that, you know, our government since World War II has built something like that that would surprise us all probably as to its extent to move missiles around and personnel from one underground installation to another. But, you know, that's just stretches of a, a hundred miles or so. That's not a whole global thing. And, and in my Burton book, my book, the, uh, Lost Expedition of Sir Richard Francis Burton, I talk about some of the problems with this ancient tunnel system is, you know, how much of it is still intact with various, you know, uh, you know, earthquakes and shifting of the continents, how much of it would still be connected or would it be big chunks that have been disconnected? So, you know, you have to consider issues like that. Yeah, where I'm at on this is... My gut tells me at this point in my studies and, and what I know is that there's – to some degree, I suspect there's something down there. But to to what extent, I can't, right. I can't say. Well, we have a question from Greer's Meeting Planner. I love okay. that name. Uh-huh. And he wants to know if um, you could tell us who the current head of the breakaway civilization is because – Mr. Greer would like to meet him and brief him on the reality of the UFO phenomenon for a small fee, of course. <laughs> oh, that's some good humor there. Um, <laughs> well, it's Greer's meeting planner, so he's trying to set up a meeting, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> that's good. Next question? <laughs> um, well, well, we'll get to more questions later. I just had to kind of throw that in since we were talking about the uh, right. breakaway civilization and uh, and its possible links to uh, some sort of subterranean uh, presence 
you've noticed, I'm sure in your research, Walter, that almost every major culture and on the planet has a tradition of underground dwelling intelligent beings, whether they be right. reptilian types uh, with the Nagas and the, or insectoid types like the, uh, the ant people from the Southwest uh, public tradition, right. uh, to the moon-faced uh, people that escaped the Cherokee and were chased underground, yes. uh, for instance. And, and you can go around the world. It's in Africa. You have uh, traditions among the Aborigines in Australia. There's even, I think, some talk about uh, lava tube dwelling, uh, diminutive beings in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, in Europe and in, in the British Isles, too. They're right, rich. and there's supposedly a tunnel system that goes from Scotland to Greece or Turkey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they got under the Bosporus, but uh, that's, that's a whole other uh, question. Where do you see uh, the tie-ins possibly originating from? Do you think that this possible subterranean civilization uh, became high-tech and, and, and more advanced than the surface dwellers did uh, and possibly uh, developed um, high technology um, maybe millennia before we did? Or, I mean, what, what does your research tell you about connecting points? My research, as I've laid out in Origin and I touched on in the Burton book before that, is uh, basically my position is this, is that a long, long time ago, you know, this other race comes here, they bring their, from another planet, wherever. They come here, they bring their civilization's technology here, and then at the point that they leave or fall or whatever, at the point that they go away, they have left behind remnants of this. Also, with the Earth-based human civilization that they have managed to bring up to a certain level. And in my opinion at this point in time, is that that Earth-based civilization that had been brought up by this off-world civilization, they then picked up the baton and continued with developing this technology. We've got more to come with Walter Bosley and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot, and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of easy riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the Conservative Investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. 
Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Walter Bosley telling us about the interactions with off-world people and the breakaway civilization. Explain more about that, because at the beginning of your book, you talk about ancient astronauts, about the elder ones. So go ahead, please. Yes, basically in origin, 19th century emergence of the 20th century breakaway civilizations, I say that the extraterrestrial thread and connection to all of this that I talk about in the book is way back in human history, way back. 
as I was just saying a moment ago, you know that civil that off-world civilization came here. They brought up Earth human civilization up to a certain level, and when they vacated for whatever reason, that Earth human civilization carried the baton forward and continued developing this technology to a particular level of advancement. You know, with uh, artificial light and flying machines and you know the things you can imagine. And then that civilization, for whatever reason, it could have been the cataclysm, it fell. Okay, and then human beings, after that little dark period, so to speak, they began to look for the uh, and find the remnants of that fallen civilization that was the product of the off world influence, and they sought to put this stuff back together and rediscover it and make it work again. And that, you know, of course, uh, leads into. What I talk about was going on in the 19th century with the Royal Society, with the Prussian Nimza and all that. And that led to the two breakaways that I think um, exist and really are the breakaway civilizations that we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, all this mysterious breakaway civilization stuff uh, in our times. I think it's these two that emerged from the United States and from Germany in the 19th century. And their tradition is that they come from this this centuries-long attempt to recapture the lost technology of that forgotten human civilization. Is this that, like in Atlantis, Lemuria, or something like that? It, it would be this forgotten civilization that I'm talking about, not truly forgotten, of course, when you look at those traditions, this would be that civilization that, you know, we think of as Atlantis. Again, going back to Plato's story of it and stuff, that somewhere, somewhere at the core of all this Atlantis Lemuria stuff, somewhere in there, in my opinion, is a core of fact that there really was an advanced civilization. It, it, it puts Plato's allegory of the cave into uh, in kind of under a new light, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so to speak. Well, here's an interesting question from Digital Trickster, who always uh, manages to come up with some uh, interesting questions, and and he's wondering uh, if you have a sense of what the end game of these breakaways, this breakaway civilization might be. Do you, do you think that they'll continue to just stay behind the scenes pulling strings into what end or that one day they're going to actually reveal themselves? And if so, what would cause that? I think some compelling circumstance. It would require a compelling circumstance for them to reveal themselves so openly. Now, um, as as I've written, as I've you know said before, um, of the two breakaway civilizations which I have examined and presented my opinions on, it is um, the one the, the Prussian one associated with this mysterious Nimza that I think is more interested in having its hands in our lives, our our world as we know it. And uh, their end game, in my opinion, is, you know, essentially domination, political and social. Um, the other one, the one that I call the 1903 or the American group, um, I think when they took off in the early 20th century, they were sincere about really just wanting to go off and do their own thing. They don't really want to stay here and lord it over us, in my opinion. I think they 
they just wanted to go do their own thing. Um, I can understand that. I probably would do the same thing if I could. Um, but uh, I think the other group, that group that you know was started by this Prussian organization called NIMSA, uh, you know, I think they were the ones who were really essentially the power, the influence behind the, um, the rise of the Nazis. And I think that this mysterious NIMSA is the organization that's behind uh, the Nazi International, which Joseph Farrell has written extensively about. So, you know, from there, you can figure out, you know, whose intentions are what. It's me thinking about Project Gas Buggy in 1966, where the El Paso Gas Company, in, in concert with the uh, Atomic Energy Commission, detonated a 47 megaton nuclear device under Dulce. Maybe they were trying to take out a, an ant's nest instead of free up yeah. gas and oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, unless it was they were uh, doing some other, you know, sneaky weapons stuff. Um, and they, you know, they they muddied the uh, public perception of that. But uh, yeah, who who knows? Uh, you know, Gene, it goes back to the Darrows and the Tarot's. You know, maybe yep. <laughs> maybe there are some bad tar- uh, Darrows down there, and uh, these stories of these wars and battles have something to them. We it's it's hard to tell. Well, now the other thing is, if there is warfare mm-hmm. among breakaway civilizations, plural. Mm-hmm. How does that impact the surface? Uh, interesting. Um, it, it Because when you look at that concept, you have to say, wow, it's interesting that if this is going on, they're keeping it, you know, off planet um, as near as we can tell. And, um, you know, at what point would it serve the purpose of uh, one or both of them to just say, you know, screw it. These people need to grow up and know that we exist or, or whatever, for whatever purpose. Um, it, I, I think it impacts us in our, our advancement of technology. I think that this advance of technology we've had in the last hundred years, a little over a hundred years actually now, going on 120, 130 years, I think is um, what you're talking about. It is a huge clue um, that these breakaways are out there and that there is some type of conflict that is driving development um, of certain, you know, technologies. Uh, now, some people point to the world wars and they say, well, you know, why, why didn't they reveal themselves then, particularly in World War II? Well, you know, I've argued and I say that uh, in a way, NIMSA did through the Nazis, you know, um, they might not have come out and said, we are the NIMSA and this, that, and the other, but... We come from Ultima they, Thule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, 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 they tried to do that with the Nazis, see? That, that they, they used the Nazis as, you know, front guys for whatever reason, or, or they, they saw the Nazis as, uh, you know, very intelligent, useful idiots, you know, for... Um, Whatever their objectives, uh, intelligent, are. useful idiots. That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> let's say, let's say, highly educated and skilled, useful idiots. Because uh, uh, we, we, the world is full of highly educated and skilled idiots. You know, boy, you're telling me. <laughs> so, uh, you and know, a lot of them are running for president. 
<laughs> they often do, right? They are rising to the level of their incompetence. <laughs> uh, well, here's another question from Digital Trickster. Do you think it's possible that one or both of these uh, breakaway civilizations will create a massive global false flag event, like such as an alien invasion, as the example he gives? And if so, uh, why would they do this? Uh, just for control purposes? or Let if, me do if, our break here, and we'll go into the answer from okay. Walter Bosley. The book is Origins. We're learning all about breakaway civilizations and their possible influence on society and the things they're pulling and more. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. This is David Cordani, CEO of Cigna. For more than 20 years, Cigna has worked with the March of Dimes to address premature births in the U.S. Premature births cause horrible suffering and cost billions of dollars each year. That's why Cigna is committed to raising funds and awareness through our employees, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies. Please join us in supporting the March for Babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. 
you can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Grumpy Chris is getting grumpier than ever. I shouldn't have started that calling him Grumpy Chris. I've created a monster. Before we have Walter's response, by the way, to the question from Digital Trickster, we have a special feature that we offer to our listeners called the Paracast Plus. To find out more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. We offer a commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio, the After the Paracast podcast. Videos are coming. We have one up already. Show transcripts, a lot more. A low subscription rate. As they say with Mad Magazine, our price cheap. Plus.theparacast.com. Walter Bosley, a response to that question. Okay, yes. I think if any group of the two... Um, was going to do such a thing, it would be NIMSA. And I think they already have started doing things like that. Look at 9-11. You know, my position is that 9-11 was a, an, an act by NIMSA through the hands of their Nazi international. And that's just one example. We only think that a group of people from Saudi Arabia under the control of bin Laden did this. The thing I wonder is how you can take They were involved. They were involved. How so? They were the first level of a multi-level operation. Let's say they were the uh, Lee Harvey Oswalds of the thing. Now, I'm not saying that that releases them of all culpability in their hand in it. Remember, on this level, you had these guys who, even though it was BS, were willing to to do this, okay? Whoever it was, they were willing to do their part of it. So to me, that makes them creepy bastards on their own. Now, because they were duped is just delightful to me. The fact that they were, the idea that they were being used and, and sacrificed and among the slaughter, I, I find, you know. Joseph Farrell's new book, he, he, he goes yes. even a step further. He says that the puppet 
uh, string pullers were actually puppets themselves, and their oh, yeah, strings yeah. were being well, that, pulled. I, I, I love said. that a three tiered uh, conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, the the first level of that were these these Saudi Arabian morons, you know, that were willing to do this in the name of their stupidity, and then you had the guys who thought you know they were pulling all the strings um, that would have been the uh, you know among them would have been the and and this I find particularly heinous because being an Air Force officer and being a former OSI agent and, and you know, being in that structure, I, I just, words don't describe what I feel about the idea that there were moles providing the information on, you know, this exercise and, and that deployment and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, I used to try to hunt those people when I was, you know, on duty in that. But those guys doing all that, they were just being used to make the bigger event uh, happened. They they were just facilitating for the third right, which which Farrell says was a almost right. an occult ritual. Yeah, yeah. Nine eleven was a uh, a ritual of um, human sacrifice on just a massive scale. That, that's exactly what it was. I I've written about that on my blog, Empire of the Wheeled dot blogspot.com a couple of years ago and I write about it I, I include that info in origin and I highly recommend Joseph's book Hidden Finance Rogue Networks and Secret Sorcery The Fascist International 9-11 and Penetrated Operations that's Joseph Farrell's most recent book there's a lot of stuff in there you know I've had the uh, the good fortune over the last few years he and I have had many late night conversations um, uh, burning the midnight oil uh, including and, one in, in uh, Laughlin I think or you, you, me, Greg, and Joseph were riffing yeah. on some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about this, and I was so glad to see you know his book on it finally come out. But yes, absolutely, I'm I've been convinced that nine eleven was a black magic psyop, and they used an advanced technology to bring those towers down. It was not, you know, Bush and Cheney did not bring those towers down. I mean, for yeah, and it wasn't guys who you know construction demolition technology that did that to those towers they were they were disintegrated they were pulverized and dustified joseph and uh also uh, joseph farrell has talked about this um also the book by judy wood where the tower's gone is is just so essential for people interested in this to take a look at um uh, you know uh it's it's there but admittedly it's one of those things that is so big and so bizarre that I totally understand when people just reject it, when they just spit it out of their mouth. And, and it, I understand when it, the, that concept pisses some people off. I, I totally get it because it is something that it can really scare the hell out of people on a level that <laughs> you know, they think there's no hope and all that stuff. It's beyond the pale. Now, yes. let me ask you here. Then, if this is what happened with 9-11, does that mean that Bush and Cheney were influenced by these other forces or just took advantage of the civilization to attack Afghanistan and Iraq? Both. Uh, yeah. It, 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 wow. That's, you know, I don't go too deep into the weeds on the whole Bush and Cheney thing. They don't um, – they, they didn't. They don't scare me i never really lost sleep over those two um uh, dick cheney I, frightens the hell out of me <laughs> i you know it, it is exactly 
you know what it is. These are people that are, you know, they're they're on that level of political power, and we all know that, you know, in general, particularly in our times, the last fifty or sixty years, you know, you you've got to, and this is by no means new, you know, not like it didn't go on before then, but particularly in our times, you, you know, they have to power corrupts. Up. Ultimate power yeah. corrupts absolutely. They they have to swim in dirty waters, and um, you know, whatever I, you know, I think I was in Iraq. And um, and uh, during the war, and you know, it dawned on me then when I'm standing at the top of the ziggurat of Ur, the reconstructed ziggurat of Ur, that I realized, wait a minute, uh, isn't it interesting that ever all the places where we've had major battles and stuff like that, it seems like is where you know these these uh, interesting these these lost civilization stories and you know uh wonders of the war that kind of thing gosh are they are they actually trying to you know recapture stuff like that and you know we all know we went into iraq to find the stargates and uh and appropriate them for the next uh sci-fi series show and and to also you know um you know, make, establish roots for that uh, military-industrial uh, economy. Um, you know, to boot on top of of, of what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got we to sell bullets. We got to sell bombs. <laughs> make lots of money. Get a, a guy paid thirty thousand dollars to fire a half a million dollar weapon at a guy that makes five bucks a week. I just love the irony. Now, mm. let me ask you here, since yeah. that's where it all began with the Iraq War. The Islamic State, the rise of the Islamic State, which I think some trace back to 2004 with a split off from Al-Qaeda. Is that just things taking their course or are there influences from these underground civilizations? Oh, this did not uh, actually more the, uh, a particular breakaway civilization, to be specific. Um, the, uh, the Iraq War is not where you know isis began and and uh afghanistan is not really um the 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 beginning of the tradition of al-qaeda and such this again this again has been in the details have been laid out by joseph farrell and i know some people hate when i refer to his stuff you know too bad um this ties to the nazis and not just the the proposed nazi international to the actual World War II known Nazis. They are the ones who um, really, Otto Skorzeny was among this, who, who really uh, pushed the modern concept of jihad. Yeah. We can thank In the, 40s. the World War II, yeah, we can thank the World War II era Nazis for this modern jihad philosophy of jihad that we have been dealing with. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not that it started with the Iraq War. It started with 9/11. 9/11 was the uh, sort of the blackmail operation on top of the you know the magic thing. It was you will do this and this from now on, and um, you know from there the the world has just been nothing but a, you know a lot of you know mostly a a a, a crap hole um, for the last 16 years. Well, I find it interesting that the Defense Department's uh, radical group is being armed by by us to fight another armed group that's mm-hmm. that's being un- under the control of the intelligence agencies, and the only winners in this whole thing are the uh, the weapons manufacturers and and the ammunition companies. <laughs> just just like Eisenhower said, right? <laughs> Let's do our break, and we'll get more into that 
With Gene and Chris and Walter Bosley, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Military conspiracies. But you bring back a very interesting subject here. Mm-hmm. Eisenhower, and you think this guy would be part of the military-industrial complex because he was a general. So... His career is over. He's finishing his presidency. He's warning against the rise of the military-industrial complex. Yes, indeed. Why did he do that? Did he fear there would be repercussions? Or did he feel at this point, look, I've done my work. I'm an old man. They can't do anything. I'm just going to tell the story. Yeah, on the personal level, I think he felt that he was in the, uh, the 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 last phase of his life. So, really, what could they do to him? You know, remember he was a good army officer and a military officer. You know, you you weigh the risks, and he determined that the risk was that what he was trying to achieve by saying what he said was worth the risk for the good that he hoped it would do. You know, he was trying to plant a seed in the public's mind and awaken them to this this thing that he saw growing that he feared, rightly so, would get its tendrils and a grip, a good grip on uh, our political machine, on our government. 
and push us in directions that would, you know, be bad for us. He saw that. You know, I think Kennedy, of course, saw it too. You know, Kennedy didn't want to get so deeply involved in Vietnam. Well, the military-industrial complex profited greatly from Vietnam. Well, they signed I, the Bell helicopter deal, I think, the day after or two days after he was assassinated. Oh, yeah, yeah. LBJ, the uh, the obvious beneficiary of that assassination, and I'll say the the, uh, the witting beneficiary of that assassination. Yeah, he, he did a bunch of stuff before Kennedy hadn't been in the, the ground very long when yeah. LBJ was doing well, this. One thing about Eisenhower... I think he could have gone even further with his uh, admonishments and, and cautionary statements. It's not like you're going to take away the pension of an ex-president who was also a five-star general. <laughs> well, remember, this, this would have been the, uh, the early days of the, their influence uh, you know, on that shadowy level. And who knows why he didn't go further. Maybe that was all he knew. Maybe with the extent to which he saw it was what he shared. You know, it was a suspicion at the time. Or maybe he was still afraid of what they might do to him. But then think about this. Maybe he was afraid of what they would do to his family and others. Laura, you know, Laura Eisenhower. <laughs> we'll make her into a crone or not and send her to Mars with Barack Obama. <laughs> Wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, she says says it didn't. They were the, and with Andrew Basaggio, and they were trained by Ed Dames. Don't forget, uh, uh, who went on coast to coast and said, "I don't know who these people are." Don't. <laughs> uh, but I digress. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Grumpy Chris is trying to be funny, Chris. Now. <laughs> well. I don't know. It all um, It's all very intriguing. And I think there's a lot of people with their heads in the sand. And the deeper the heads go, the more of a chance they have to break into uh, an antediluvian tunnel system. Yeah, one one would think so. One would think so. I, You know, I, I would love to, like I said, I'm really intrigued. This is why I'm, you know, I finally decided I, I've got to address this. I, I you know, I wrote the article um, that was published in Fate magazine um, under my then pseudonym because my employment at the time was sensitive. So I wasn't writing anything with my real name on it. And I did this, I had done some fiction and I, I released the article under my fiction pseudonym. And it uh, was published in uh, Fate magazine, and it was selected for their Best of Roswell volume. And so it's been out there. I've talked about it over the years. I've alluded to it in a couple of my books. But I I decided, you know what? I really have to uh, dig into this and you know address the details of it and really state where I stand on this issue of you know my dad's story. you know, I people ask me, well, do you, you know, do you agree with his his version of events and and what he's saying? And and I have to say that the uh, there, there there is much more evidence for. And here it comes to my critics. I'm giving them, you know, a heads up. Here it comes. The best evidence for what Roswell might have been. We go back to Joseph Farrell and his book that continues to be uh, ignored and, and, and is hated by the ET people. They hate it. I might add the, the, the most vocal critics that I have encountered of, of Joseph's Roswell and the Reich, they, they admit in the conversation that they've never read the book. Um, I don't know how you can trash something and, and just dismiss it without having read it. But really, honestly, on, on this issue of Roswell, you know, to, to – 
just comment on that. The, the, the best book, the most thoroughly researched, the most thoroughly filled out theory on Roswell has been Joseph Farrell's theory that it was the post-war Reich, the early days of this Nazi international. And no other Roswell book, most of the other Roswell books go on you know, witness testimony. Well, you guys know, all of us know, and, and Kevin Randall was talking about it recently, that you know the, the Roswell witness testimony has turned out to be mostly you know, unreliable and in some cases just a load of crap. So, you know, um, I'm, you know, I see um, the, the Reich theory, the post-war Reich Nazi international theory of Roswell to be so far the best presented. Now, that would dispute what my dad's story is um, or was. Uh, and um, so personally, you know, I have to admit, I, I – I have to acknowledge, you know, the 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 more thoroughly presented theory with with more evidence, tangible evidence you can put your uh, fingers on, and that my dad's story is admittedly, uh, you know, in the fantastic realm. He certainly uh, believed it, um, and and I discussed that in the new well, book. It's kind of hard to misconstrue a guy standing next to you being dropped by a like an exotic weapon. I mean, that's that that exactly. would leave a a lasting impression, I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, and, and remember what I used to do. I uh, people know I was an OSI agent, and I was, you know, t- got my training and had experience in interview and interrogation techniques. And um, among them are the tools you're given to um, better determine. Nothing is a hundred percent now, but to better determine um, if someone is telling the truth. As they believe it, as they, you know, if they're telling you, you know, in the case of my dad, I am convinced that he was telling me the truth as he, as it happened for him. Now, why am I saying that? Again, I go, I'm going to be going into this in the new book. It might be that his memory certainly could have been convoluted by things put in there. Um, I, I can tell you, I know at the time I was in OSI in the late 90s, you know, hypnosis was a tool that um, OSI would use uh, in – it was in a, a, a collections interview technique that was on the books. It was something – it was a tool that was in the toolbox. Now, you know, what I think about that in light of what we're talking about is, okay, if hypnosis – you know, if they, if they used hypnosis – um, there's what my uncle told me that was used on my dad to assist, you might say, in him not talking about certain things was uh, hypnosis, a hypnotic tool. Okay, Now, how easy would it have been for them to plant some of the more fantastical elements of his story into his memory of it? During that hypnosis, see? So it might be that to a certain extent what he's saying are you know these little core facts and nuggets. And again, what I've thrown out there I will be going deeper into in the book, okay? I'm not just going to throw that out there and not extrapolate on it in the book. 
But it could be that what my dad was telling me is act- memory of actual events that is peppered, has been peppered or seasoned with more fantastical elements. To and why would they do that? So that you know, years later, when this uh, uh, control starts breaking down and he starts blabbing about it to his son, um, it seems less credible, right? Because of the fantastic elements, there would be your motivation there for putting, you know, such ideas into someone's head. A little post-hypnotic so, suggestion. We yeah. have a post-hypnotic suggestion for you, but you'll forget it after these announcements. With Walter <laughs> Bosley and Gene and Chris, you're in <laughs> the Paracast. <laughs> First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare. Because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using the computer, or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer 
repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly, certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Vaping enthusiasts, head to VaporPalace.com. Choose from over 150 flavors and a selection of exclusive private stock vapor liquid you won't find anywhere else. New flavors are added every month, and our customer service is unbeatable. VaporPalace.com offers 15% off all vapor liquid on Fridays and get 10% off every order with coupon code VAPOR10 at checkout. Combine the codes on Fridays for 25% off. The ultimate destination for the vaping enthusiast. VaporPalace.com We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... That was a good one, Gene. You like that one, huh? You will not hear the commercials. The only way you will not hear the commercials is if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. This is a recording. I don't know. So after all the talk about these breakaway civilizations, you've done it. Joseph Farrell has done it. If you were hitting close to the mark, do you fear that some outside force would try to stop you? Or is it just lost in the noise? I think that to a great extent they just let it be out there to get lost in the noise because they know that most people are not going to take it seriously i think that initially if they emerge and and you know approach you or whatever i uh, i don't think it's um uh, a malevolent approach i think it's you know more of a subtle type of contact just to feel you out and see where you're really at to see how you react to the ambiguity of you know someone walking up to you in a in a park on a sunday morning and having a very interesting chat relevant to research you'd been doing has that happened to you have you had a encounter with someone that said maybe you're starting to talk about some things that uh you really most people don't have a need to know or however the terminology would be languaged it uh, it's certainly within the realm of possibility that uh, that has, or it, it could even be you know someone would uh, you know want to introduce you to a friend of theirs, and that friend is connected to you know certain players that that, that are that are also very interesting, and you know they let you know that they've been that they've been watching you, and they let you know this in an indirect way by pretending right. to talk about a third party, but it just so happens that third party's activities that they're talking about in front of you are things you. you've been doing. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what Bryce Zabel claims he had kind of a interesting little run in during the uh, Dark Skies uh, television show that he was uh, uh, producing uh, back in the 90s. He said he had a very disconcerting uh, couple of encounters, uh, such as you described. But So it really hasn't happened to you, but you don't dismiss the possibility that it could. I'll tell you what, I prefer not to comment on that because, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, 
An ill yeah. wind blows no man good. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Here's my thing. My 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 policy has been um, for a few years now to just not talk about certain things, you know, in a public forum, and um, it has it has served me well. Um, and I I keep on I keep on doing that. I what what I can and am willing to talk about I put into the books. So if I start asking you questions about uh, psychotronic uh, weapons platforms, behavior modification, and um, societal manipulation technology, we probably wouldn't have too long of a conversation. Probably because I don't know any more about that than you do. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, as yeah. As far as, you know, here's the thing about personal experiences, okay, when you're a researcher. You know this well, Chris, okay? You dig into something deep enough and long enough, interesting players and characters are going to emerge. And you, I think you also know that certain things, the less you are open about them, the more you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only time I ran into problems is when I was dealing with underground facilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Interestingly um, enough. <laughs> but but it's like this, you know, you, you can go back to the uh, Danny Casalaro story and the octopus and what happened with him. And, and uh, it, you know, these people that these bad things happened to, they were given warnings. You know, it wasn't like they were just going along investigating and writing and then all of a sudden they're suicided. They warn you. They, they tell you. To shut up about certain things, um, right. before like, like the guy that wrote "Unfortunate Son" or Gary Webb from the Sun Mercury Times, or yeah, I mean we yeah. could go down a whole list of uh, yeah, you know. And, and here's the thing: I haven't had anybody walk up to me and tell me "knock it off, shut up." It, believe me, if someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, we're gonna you know kill your son or your mom or you," you know, it's like, "Hey, you know, I think I'll start writing that next pulp novel," you know. <laughs> It's I, I, I'm not stupid. I don't want to go. You know, I don't want to be suicided. You know, because I'm stubborn. Well, um, the thing is, too, if they did do something to you, that would only confirm a lot of what you said was true. It's easier <laughs> yeah. to just leave you alone. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It it is easier. I, I think you know over time these guys. You know, I say these guys with quotes around it. You know, they've learned that with certain things. Um, in this realm with these certain things that, yeah, just leave them alone because who's going to believe it? You know, they're worried about a critical mass of the population figuring something out or, or learning something or believing something. That's what they're worried about. And yeah. until there's a critical mass, they, they just, you know, whatever. 80% of the American population doesn't even know that a third building fell on 9-11, just to give you a right. – I don't think critical mass is really – I think there's anti-critical mass. People get so dumb that they actually are, you know, they go full circle and they become smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what I do is I just look into stuff that interests me. I pull threads and the parts that end up in books are the parts that I feel that I can or should put in the books. Yeah, and they also might have some evidence to back them up too. Hopefully, <laughs> well, see that, yeah, there you go. The the stuff that goes into the books, I I try to present either you know the direct or hard evidence, or at least when I'm speculating, 
I try to provide why I'm speculating this. And and I'd like to say, occasionally I get the knucklehead who, you know, I can't buy, you know, Bosley, there's too much conjecture. Uh, you know, he speculates, you know, as if they didn't know that I'm speculating when if you've read my books, um, I have increasingly just made it very clear, like I'm hitting the reader over the head with a club, that the following is speculation. You know, anybody who would read my speculations and claim not to have known that they were going into speculation, they're just playing their own game, you know, or they're ignorant. They're not really reading the books. But, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, you hope there's there's evidence behind it. That's the thing. What, what I put in the books are, uh, again, the things that, that I hope that the evidence I presented – um, it justifies, you know, putting it out there for public consumption, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, Qualified speculation is expected in this realm. I mean, there's no yeah. way to get around it. Yeah, anybody who would, you know, come on. I, I, I'm, I'm not fooling myself. Anybody who would pick up my book, Origin, you know, uh, 20th Century Breakaway Civilizations with a, a Del Shaw arrow and a flying saucer image on the front, you know, anybody that would, you know, come on, they and not expect – that they're going to, you know, see some speculation. You know, that's just uh, one of these, uh, you know, millennial skeptic drum club little weenies who, you know, they're angry at dad for whatever reason. And, you know, they, they've got a they've got to grind an axe on somebody's head. But well, their uh, Xbox broke. Yeah, their Xbox broke. And it, it's like, I don't even know why they I don't even know why they swim in these waters. We're going to sink if we don't swim. Yeah. We have a couple more segments left with Walter okay. Bosley and Grumpy Chris and Gene. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. 
800-800-4885 or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Imagine your life five years from now. Are you on the path you want to be on? It's time to take control of your future by getting a world-class education from one of the nation's top universities. Arizona State University is now offering over 100 top-tier degree programs 100% online. It's the exact same degree our on-campus students receive, but you can learn from anywhere in the country on your own schedule. For information, call 1-800-939-9634. Learn from ASU's world-renowned faculty and use ASU's global recognition to improve your visibility, professional network, and gain real-world experience you can start using today. The Wall Street Journal ranked ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. Now discover how ASU Online can stand out on your resume and help separate you from the competition. We are ready to help you learn to thrive in your life, in your career, and beyond. To learn more about ASU online degrees, call 1-800-939-9634. That's 1-800-939-9634. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I'm a former 22-year congressman and Republican presidential candidate. I'm here to tell you about something that just might save your lives. You never know when there will be another Katrina, an economic collapse, or a serious drought. We should all have a little food storage that will carry us through tough times. I'm going to tell you about a great way to do that. A U.S. company named Harvest Right has a kitchen appliance that can help you be prepared. It's a home freeze dryer. With the product, you can preserve the foods your family loves. And the best part is the food will last 25 years and still taste great. I've tried it, and it's amazing. With a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right, you can literally freeze dry anything you eat even things like ice cream. To learn more, call Harvest Right today at 800-594-4635 or go to harvestright.com. That's 800-594-4635 or harvestright.com. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. He gets grumpier and grumpier, Chris O'Brien. <laughs> well, I've been working on that, Gene. It's enlightenment. It's I'm enlightenment. trying to. I'm trying to uh, give myself an attitude makeover. <laughs> it's not going to help. So, when you look uh-huh. at all this and all this information you've come across. What do you think about the general flavor of the UFO field where we all expect E.T. is going to come down and save us? Or there will be disclosure. Obama is the latest one. Obama, before he leaves office, will disclose yeah. the truth. What do you think yeah. about that stuff? And vote for Hillary because she's going to disclose it and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, this whole disclosure thing, it was a trend, a fad that I think it's its time needs to end. It's not going to happen. Well, here, it, when it happens, it's going to be on the terms of the ETs themselves, okay? Um, uh, this, this disclosure thing is a good shtick that um, generates what its purveyors want to generate. And it's, yeah. And the ET hypothesis. You know, here's the thing. I, I totally accept, you know, that there are ETs out there. Duh. You know, look at what I've written, listen to things I've said. But I think that ufology with this one note song that it, it must be the ET hypothesis or nothing else, it's hurt itself and it's hurt the field. It's time for ufology to step away from that, if right. not 
you know, 100%, which it shouldn't step away probably 100%, but it needs to start, you know, looking in some other directions. You know, here's the thing. The value of looking in other directions going outside your box is that you could very well find the evidence out there that supports the theory in your box. This is what they're childishly and stubbornly refusing to do. What they don't realize is that I learned this as a criminal investigator. You know, think outside the box, go outside the box, and what do you know? Sometimes you find the very evidence that fits what's in the box. One is reminded of the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where Calvin is saying the, the, the sure sign that there's intelligent life elsewhere in the universe is that none of it's come here to visit us. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that, that's good that's good uh, you know, Fermi's paradox in reverse I think I, well, I'm not sure you know that said that said you know this is why the, this recent uh, talk you guys had with uh, Kevin Randall he was on recently right with you guys yeah I'm a couple weeks ago yeah I, I'm not getting my shows mixed up yeah that's right because I commented in the forum I found you know some people were jaded because oh he's you know he's turned his back on the ET thing and blah 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 Roswell. personally I found it refreshing that there was Randall saying hey you know what this ET thing might not be the answer to Roswell you know or, or the all the lore and the what's the word for it the dogma that we've had of Roswell the e, as the, an ET incident you know or maybe that's been a false religion. I think Joseph Farrell really hit the nail on the head. The reason why they freaked out so much is because it was terrestrial technology and they had no idea where it came from. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, there you go. I I don't see how anybody interested in Roswell can look, read Joseph's book, Roswell and the Reich, and just dismiss it. All that is is childish, you know, stubborn insistence on you want your Santa Claus story to be true. Well, it's religious belief. Uh, Once you start shaking the doctrine um, and shaking the doctrine tree, people tend to – their eyes glaze over and their knees start getting sore from genuflecting. And and then they they throw out their scripture of, well, what about this? What about that? Well, most of the this and that that they point to has either already been discredited as crap – or it's stuff that's so far out into the weeds that it doesn't serve as as you know evidence to support you know the theory. It's I hate to say it, but you know it's as far as ufology is concerned, the ET hypothesis. It's kind of like you know a, a Star Trek TV series. You know it, it just it needs to go away for a while. You know, um, and then you know come back fresh. Well, the ET hypothesis in ufology kind of needs to not be the center of attention, not be the forefront. It needs to not be the measure of, you know, whether, you know, that those circles are going to accept you or not. Yeah. It, it needs to just be pushed aside for the time being and other things looked at and considered. But, um, you know, uh, there's some people that are going to kick and scream. And, uh, and write me the emails saying, how dare you attack the ETI hypothesis? You don't realize you're disenfranchising yourself from a huge potential audience out there. And it's like, yeah, who, uh, who gives – I got news from <laughs> – who gives a damn? You know, because there's, a, there's just as big an audience out there that will be interested in, in some of these other possibilities. So, you know, uh, this, this nonsense that the – the ET hypothesis crowd, you know, that they're the, the congregation and, you know, you'll be whatever. on the, hey, on the I'm, I'm going right, right to the altar uh, this weekend. I'm going to go out to conflict in the desert and do oh. a fear, fear and loathing in uh, Joshua Tree uh, video project. 
<laughs> conflict. I love that conflict in the desert. That is beautiful. You know that that's only like an hour away from me. I had a, oh, I had you a should car. come out, Walter. You should, should come out, man. We'll hang. I should go out and crash it. They'd <laughs> yeah, we'll have fun. We'll go around and interview people and film everybody in their alien costumes and oh, the overflowing no, is that? Is that potties. Is that this weekend? Yeah. Now, uh, understand here, if you actually pay to go, it's like $250. Oh, that's, oh yeah, gee, I won't be doing that. You uh, want I mean, me to go in and, and listen to David Wilcock talk about the current space war going on above our heads right now? Or uh, I wouldn't pay $2.50 to hear that. <laughs> They'd have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I'll be Gene. If, if I were, uh, I, unfortunately, I have a, some family uh, stuff to do this weekend, damn it. But um, I'd be crawling under the fence is how I'd, I'd be there. Like I said, crashing it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you're a former agent. You know how to, it's done. I know how to do that, right? I, I wouldn't have to crawl under the fence. I, I used to be pretty good at just calmly slipping uh, in through uh, authorized personnel areas of the, yeah. the public world um, pretty easily. Hey, I used and, to get backstage at all the concerts at the garden because I'd, there you I'd go. blank, blank silk, uh, you know, the silk material that they make the backstage passes and a whole uh-huh. – whole tray of magic markers and I'd, I'd, I'd scrutinize the backstage pass and then I'd do a reasonable facsimile. There you so go. Same I, skills. I'd Same skill set. <laughs> Same skill set. You know, I was just, you know, backed up by the U.S. government. That's all. <laughs> right. Sanctioned. Yeah. Sanctioned. Yeah, that's it. So, well, oh, well, you going to burn a bunch of tape and and uh, put together a nice hard hitting piece on the the uh, the folly of uh, what do they call it the Woodstock of ufology. Oh, Jesus, ufology, uh, ufology. But uh, oh, now there's going to be people that I'm going to be getting those hate mails like you get, Chris. Well, I don't get hate mail. They just they they bitch and moan. Well, you're so grumpy. You're always so down on everything and everybody. And it's like, well, give me something to be up about. <laughs> I got a long letter from somebody who didn't want to join Paracast Plus, but may join it anyway to help us all out. But their big point is that you were getting grumpier and grumpier, and it was more and more difficult to listen to you. And I don't think that at all. I mean, I I try to maintain even keel because I am a professional announcer. I think there's just some people out there that uh, come on, you know, we're we're dealing with this, we're labor belabored with this in our society, this hypersensitivity. Um, you know, there's namby pams. There's just too many namby pams out there, you know. Grow grow some grow a hide, you know. Um I don't find Chris to be uh grumpy Chris at all when I've listened. Well, I'm just I'm I'm a little cynical and jaded, but grumpy? Uh, I don't know. It, nah. it just when I think grumpy, I think of you know some old codger sitting there, you know, trying to find his teeth, and you know, it needs <laughs> new glasses, you know. And <laughs> that might be us in a couple of years, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not really grumpy. I'm just I'm just you know I'm over all the religious belief parts of this it's yeah. getting to a point where you go online you just have to quickly avert your eyes from yeah there's a like a whole generation in in the, in the ufology world that they've seen close encounters in et one too many times 
You know, they they really are, you know, oh, it's going to be ju- just like Richard Dreyfus. They're going to come get me. They're going to take me. Well, They've that's what happened to Richard me. Dreyfus. That's what happened to his career, I think. We have Walter Bosley <laughs> and Gene and Chris for one more segment. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. There's nothing more enticing and intoxicating than the finest meat cooking on an open flame. Freeze-dried meat from NewHarvest.com is U.S. grown, 100% all-natural with no extra fillers. Just grass-fed beef and free-range chicken guaranteed to stay fresh and delicious. Add New Harvest freeze-dried meats to your current food storage. You'll buy direct from the factory, not a third party, ensuring the best price and the highest quality. See all our products at NewHarvestFoods.com. That's N-U-HarvestFoods.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved 
loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayley Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so I don't know. His career was still pretty good after that, Richard. Dreyfuss. Oh, yeah, yeah. He. By the way, he played Dick Cheney in a movie, didn't he? W. Yeah, he, yes, did. he did. He did a good job, too, although I was a little bland. I haven't seen that movie yet. I'm going to have to Netflix that, believe it or not. That, that one came out, I think, when I was still in my um, out-of-the-country-a-lot phase. So there's a lot of movies and stuff that I missed. Yep. That's interesting. You know, let's just get back to this. Any more questions, Chris, in the till? There's one, another one from Greer's Meeting Planner. Uh-huh. I just, I just can't get over that name. <laughs> from Sydney, <laughs> Australia. You make some assertions when talking about Delshaw's arrow drawings. For example, domes on the pictures are not balloons. Uh-huh. And you talk about the maneuvering capability of the craft, I guess, of the drawing that you have there, and that they have anti-gravity technology. His question is, how do you know from just looking at drawings that they have these capabilities? I don't know from just looking at drawings. This is from Delshaw's own commentary. I guess there's some folks that they're, they're not aware that Delshaw, he kept a diary, a journal of his experience with the Sonora Aero Club. This comes from his own descriptions of witnessing these things fly and what he said they were. So that comes from more than just looking at the drawings. And it's fascinating stuff. If the questioner is not familiar with it, I recommend the Dennis Crenshaw book, Secrets of Del Shao. And I I especially recommend the gallery book that Stephen Romano has put out, The Art of Del Shao. That that includes some of the diary entries and pages. And it's like the best presented collection of the Del Shao art. It's an amazing book. It's it's worth every dime. Um, but yeah, this comes from this comes from uh, you know w- what we're told is witness testimony of what these things did and what they were. Wow, that's way ahead of the technology curve. Indeed, it is. Um, here's here's one from Sign Flosser, and I guess uh-huh. um, he or she has some uh, teeth issues, but. Several years ago on Radio Mysterioso, you mentioned something you'd heard from a former colleague about U.S. stealth aircraft operations. And basically, it's a long question, but but the upshot of it is that there was some sense that we send something in prior to the strike aircraft. And um, Greg suggested on the show that possibly holography was a possible explanation of what we send in prior to um, shock and awe type operations. At the time, you weren't really that 
you were a little reluctant to to speak address that. But uh, is there what can you tell us about uh, about something akin to some sort of high technology that we utilize along with conventional technology in that that manner? What I said on that is what I'm aware of on that, and that's the extent to which I'm willing to discuss <laughs> that. Let me ask you just parenthetically. We have another talk show host who is the most popular talk show host on this network, Alex Jones, mm-hmm. who stock and trade is conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. false flags, yeah. 9-11. Do mm-hmm. you think he's on to anything with that? In a general sense, anybody who goes that direction is going to come across these things that uh, that are that they're on to the right track now he specifically you know i i find his presentation to be you know um sensational and that i don't think serves perhaps what he's trying to convey well for most people but to some degree you know, yeah, he's he's on to something, but I think there's other people out there that are on to more. Yeah, and have is. been for a while. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Tom DeLonge in this, uh, you know, the, the Blink-182 front man and, and his kind of grandstanding uh, comments about having inside and military sources and, and people uh. in aerospace? And what do you think about someone like a celebrity such as a Tom DeLonge coming along yeah. and trying to uh, – uh, I don't know, sort of steal a bunch of uh, headlines and limelight in a subject that, I mean, deservedly uh, should be getting more attention. But do you, do you feel that kind of attention and that figureheading approach is, is really, do you think it's beneficial or do you think it detracts from the subject? Unfortunately, I, I, here's the thing. I think uh, Tom DeLonge is very sincere, you know, about his interests and his pursuits of this stuff. I, I really do. I think he's sincere about it. To an extent that he can get some media attention, that that he can through that shed some light, you know, more brighter light on these subjects that we are interested in. However, unfortunately, I think that you know someone like him can be easily used by essentially disinformation agents or people who have impressive uh, credentials from you know this uh, military industrial world and they're just for whatever reason they just want attention and this is their chance to uh, um, manipulate a sincere person you know with bs so i you know i've i've heard recently that about uh, that he has been talking about something but I honestly, I don't know the details as to what he's been saying he was told and, and what he plans to do with it. I'm just aware that there is a Tom DeLong thing going on. Yeah. And that's my present assessment of it is unfortunately. Well, he hasn't really said much. That's just it. I mean, it's yeah, been a lot of unfortunately, it's easy, stuff. Yeah, it's just too easy to use someone like that and they're unwitting that, that you know, they're being strung along. And so you have to, uh, you know, take it, you know, with a big a big grain of salt. Even on Chris, you know this, even on, you know, our level, so to speak, we have to be careful when someone comes out of the woodwork with something and we're not in a famous rock band. We don't get that much attention. Um, And we have to be careful. So I would, I would hope that he's being seriously, uh, you know, doing some serious critical analysis of whatever and whoever this is. Well, and there, that, therein lies the rub. Uh, 
you really need a well finely tuned and well honed BS meter. And yeah. I, I don't think people who come to this field with a big splash have the depth of knowledge and the experience of dealing with uh, thousands of individuals within this subject matter uh, to yeah. to have developed that kind of uh, finely tuned right. BS meter. And unfortunately, like you said, you're you're prone to um, excitement and um, and, yeah. and sort of that special destiny person energy that a lot of people uh, fall uh, prey to. Well, yeah, and, and you know, and, and we all need you know a BS meter on our own BS too. We all need to remind ourselves to, you know, when, when you're doing the research and when you're putting the book out there and when you're talking about these things, you know, I remind myself, you know, I could be wrong about my conclusions. Now I fairly, I think I state that in my works. I've increasingly, you know, tried to make it even more clear when I'm speculating. I, I, I try to say, hey, this is just my theory. This is my speculation. I could be wrong. I don't think I am at this point, but I, I acknowledge that I could be totally off the mark. But, you know, being able to stand there firmly and say, I'm absolutely right about this is not the point of why I write my books. You know, I write them because I have found something that's interesting enough to justify the discussion. And I think there's people out there that um, they have gotten the idea that when somebody puts something in a book that they're saying that this absolutely is, it's firmly true. So, you know, the biggest thing I can say about my books is decide for yourself. That's my ultimate message. You decide for yourself. Walter Brosley, please tell our listeners where they can find more about your stuff. Okay. I am at Amazon.com. My books are on Kindle. And also for those who prefer printed books, I am at Lulu, L-U-L-U.com. I have a blog, which I occasionally will update. It's not a regular daily or weekly thing. Um, I try to get there at least monthly. It's empireofthewheel.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Look for two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And we have a special feature of the show called the Paracast Plus. We offer the commercial-free version of this show with higher-quality audio. We give you the After the Paracast podcasts. We've added video with more coming show transcripts, classic episodes, and so much more for a modest subscription fee. Our price, cheap. To find out more, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. That's P-A-R-A plus dot theparacast.com plus dot theparacast.com. Walter Bosley, as always, it's been a blast. Thanks for coming on the Paracast. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoy coming on and talking with you, and uh, I look forward to it again. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.